following teaching is brought to you by Calvary Bible Church in Burbank, California. We trust that this recording will be a benefit to you and will be a challenge to your Christian faith and walk. For more information about Calvary Bible Church, see our website at calvarybiblechurch.org or call us at 818-556-4840. It's an interesting title to the song we just sung, The Glory of the Cross. You know, the tone at communion services or Good Friday services like tonight is often one of sobriety, of seriousness. Uh, it's normally somber, reflective, solemn. And indeed, when we think about the, the torture, the suffering, the brutality, the beatings, the, the ridicule, the humiliation, and then to die by crucifixion. Yes, the cross is sobering indeed. But at the same time, Paul says in Galatians 6.14, May it never be that I would boast except in the cross of Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ. That I would boast in His cross. In fact, we just sang a line from this very verse when we said, When I survey the wondrous cross. That word boast has the idea of to be proud of, to have confidence in, to rejoice in, to exult in, to glory in. And so... Paul is saying, I will boast, I will glory in, I will exult in, I will have my confidence in, I will rejoice in one thing. The cross of Jesus Christ. And if you think about it, how is it that Paul could say something like that? That he would boast in such a thing? For if we were to step into the minds of the first century audience that Paul was writing to, to them a Roman cross had a very different idea, had a very different significance. It was a symbol of death, of torture, of brutality, of bar- barbarism. It was an instrument of humiliation and judgment. It was a, a tool of torment. It was used by the Romans not just to end a life, but to cause great agony and shame in the process. And so it is an interesting statement Paul would make. It would be something akin today if someone were to say, I boast in the gas chamber. I, I rejoice in the electric chair. I exult in the guillotine. I revel in the Iron Maiden. I glory in the hangman's noose. That would sound odd to us for someone to say that, wouldn't it? Even morbid, offensive. Would it not be out of place to make such a statement? I, I boast in the firing squad. So how is it that Paul could claim that something, the cross itself, is something to exult in, especially when we consider that it was our own dear Savior who was subjected to be tortured and die upon it? But you see, when Paul looked upon the cross, what is it that he saw? He did not just see a cross. He did not just see two pieces of wood For notice that he says, may it never be that I would boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is one particular cross that Paul was boasting in. One particular cross that he was rejoicing in. It wasn't the cross in and of itself that he was exulting in. It wasn't this symbol of torture and death that he was boasting of. No, it wasn't the cross alone that was the object of that boast. It was the one who hung upon it. It was in Jesus Christ 
dying upon a cross, that is what moved Paul to boast. The cross itself, again, it was just two logs, two pieces of of dead wood put together to nail a human being upon. There was nothing magical or mysterious in that wood. And when you put two pieces of wood together or two pieces of metal together to make a cross, there's no special blessing or power or magical force within that object. No, the power of the cross comes from what took place upon it 2,000 years ago. When a man named Jesus, a perfect man, a sinless man, a holy man, a man who was and is none other than the Son of God, when Jesus Christ himself was nailed to a cross and then bled out to death, that is the power and significance of the cross. When Jesus was nailed to the cross, do you realize it went from becoming an instrument of torture to an altar of sacrifice? was an altar upon which Jesus sacrificed himself for our sins. Upon hanging on that tree, Jesus became a curse for us who were cursed because of our sin. The cross of Christ became a shield against God's fiery wrath to protect us from judgment for our sin. The cross became a symbol of glory, not defeat, of honor, not shame, of hope and not despair. And as Jesus' blood was flowing down those, the dead piece of wood upon which he hung, it became a tree of life for all who would believe. It's only the sacrifice of Jesus Christ upon that cross. It is only in that sacrifice that any one of us can be justified. It is only in that sacrifice that any one of us can be freed from the guilt of sin, from the power that it has over our lives. It is only because of Jesus hanging upon the cross that any of us can be forgiven, that any of us can be saved, that any of us can know and have a relationship with God. Only because of that single event that took place 2,000 years ago. Only because the Son of God became man and gave Himself up for us. It is the only way. Faith in Jesus Christ and His death is the only way to be saved, to be brought into fellowship with God. And that that was Paul's point when he said, I boast only in the cross of Christ. For there were those in his day saying, you know, it's, it's fine to follow Jesus and all, but that's not enough. That's not enough. To be righteous, to be holy, to gain entrance into heaven... You also need to keep the law. You need to be circumcised, they were saying. Paul says just a few verses earlier in Galatians 6.12, those who desire to make a good showing in the flesh try to compel you to be circumcised simply so that they will not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For those who are circumcised do not even keep the law themselves, but they desire to have you circumcised so they may boast in your flesh. But may it never be that I would boast except in... The cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. You see, just like so many today, there were those in Paul's day that were saying that the cross of Christ, that's an emblem of shame. It's it's an embarrassment. It's a source of persecution to, to put your trust in a man who died upon such a thing and, and believe that that would offer you forgiveness, that that would pay for your sins. That is outright foolishness. It is futility. That's what they were saying. They were saying you must trust in your own efforts, your own accomplishments, your own obedience to make it 
to heaven. The message hasn't changed. It's the same one floating around today. But to that we say with Paul, may it never be, God forbid. Not in a million years. We will never boast or exult in or rely upon or trust in anything else but Jesus Christ to save us. Trusting in anything but Christ, that would be like like throwing a man who is drowning a toothpick and expect it to hold him afloat. We cannot be saved by a toothpick. We can only be saved by the cross of Christ. Nothing else will keep us from drowning in the sea of God's wrath against our sin. Nothing else will carry us sinners to the shore of freedom and forgiveness. Nothing else will save us from death and hell and separation and judgment. Nothing else at all. No one else at all. Only in the cross. It is our life raft. It is our life vest. It is our parachute. It is our salvation. And so we boast only in one thing. We trust only in one thing. We rejoice only in the cross of Jesus Christ. For it is Christ and His sacrifice alone that brings us from death to life, from guilt to innocence, from judgment to paradise, from being orphans to being adopted, from enemy to friend, from sinner to saint, from separation from God to fellowship with God. And so as we reflect on the cross Tonight, indeed, we are sobered by the blood that was shed upon it. We are somber as we think about what our sin cost Jesus. We are subdued by what he suffered. But at the same time, we rejoice. Amen. At the same time, we are uplifted. At the same time, we exult. At the same time, we make our boast in that very cross. Because that is the means by which we have been given eternal life. That is the means by which all of our sins have been erased, forgiven, completely eradicated. That is the means by which we can have fellowship with our Creator. As Ephesians 1.4 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And then he adds, how were those blessings obtained? In Christ. In Christ, we have redemption through his blood, he says, the forgiveness of our trespasses. Every blessing we have now, every blessing we will have, all the blessings of heaven were purchased for us by Jesus on that cross. And as a result, that's why Paul says in verse 14, I am crucified to the world. I am dead to it. Because of the cross, the the world is no longer something to value. Because of the cross, the the pleasures of this life are no longer something to treasure, to hold on to, to to want, to crave, to to give everything for. Because of the cross of Christ, the fleeting riches of this world, they're no longer what matter. For now we boast only in the cross. Praise God from whom all blessings flow and those blessings were received only through what Christ did. On the cross, and and as we now approach approach a time of communion together, where where we reflect upon the cross, where we reflect upon what happened the Passover night, almost two thousand years ago, rejoice, brothers and sisters, in that sacrifice. Boast in it, exult in it, put your confidence in it. 
Put your trust in what the cross of Christ has brought about and continues to bring about in your life. And before we go to communion, I want us to spend a moment in prayer, praising Christ, exulting in his cross and in what he has done for us. And more importantly, what that sacrifice shows us about him. So take a moment now and talk to the glorious and magnificent and merciful God of the universe who gave himself up for you. And after we pray, feel free, if you are a follower of Christ, if you have relied only on his sacrifice on the cross for your salvation, feel free to come up, take communion. We'll have a few folks up here who have some plates, so you can do that. But first, spend some time in prayer to the Lord. Thanksgiving. Rejoice.